Hello and welcome to Mavs Daily, presented by the Dallas Morning News. My name is Bobby Carella. Every day on Mavs Daily, we're breaking down a question, event, news, or trend. Joining me today to do so is Dwayne Price. What's up, Dwayne? Bobby, how you doing, man? Haven't seen you in a long time, Bobby. You've grown a lot of hair on there. What's that going on in your chin there? I got a, I got a COVID beard growing. <laughs> I've seen it earlier in uh, some, somewhere around like May, maybe around Memorial Day. I, I went like two months without shaving, and it was it was getting pretty fierce, and I was very proud of it. But then I did like a, a Instagram Q and A with JJ Barea, and they made me shave because I, I looked like a grizzly man. And so I was like, man, I wouldn't have shaved. It would have been it would it would have been a five month beard. It would have been down to my waist. I would have been looking like Gandalf. <laughs> Santa Claus, huh? Christmas in July with Bobby, huh? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Ed. Let's go. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe uh, if, maybe opening night of the 2021 season, I'll be, you know, <laughs> looking looking like St. Nick. But uh, in the meantime, there was basketball played yesterday. Dallas took on the Portland Trailblazers, and uh, the Dames outscored the Lucas. It was 134-131 final, just a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime performance by Lillard. He was incredible. Dude took, like, nearly 20 free throws. Don't think he missed one hit. I don't know, eight, ten threes. Uh, blew by the Mavs, making layups all game. It was just – he was utterly dominant. Yeah. But uh, the kind of the play of the game was one of his most ill-advised shots, probably. Kind of a desperation three from 35 feet that somehow bounced off the heel of the rim about 20 feet in the air and then dropped right through for a bucket to tie the game up at 130 with about a minute left. And there was uh, there was some weird stuff that happened. I mean, all around the game was just a the game was kind of a classic. Unfortunately, the Mavs lost. So we're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the standings, maybe a little bit about the playoffs and then also about the all bubble team. So we got a loaded show here. From local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, we certainly hope so around here, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. Head to DallasNews.com slash sports now or preferably after the podcast. But either way, definitely check out what uh, Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the Demon gang has for you there. So let's get rolling, Dwayne. Where do you want to start with this thing? I want to start with that shot you just talked about. If you look at the overhead view of the ball bouncing up, it looked like the ball was over to the left-hand side. And I don't know if somebody had a door open or something like that, and the wind blew it. Right? I said, how did that ball go in? And once it went in, I said, oh, okay. He's not going to miss anything else from here on out. It's just not the math day because he had it going. It just couldn't stop it. I mean, and Carlisle, I mean, Carlisle's a good coach. I mean, he knows how to do some things to shut you down. You don't see many guys getting 60 points on the Mavericks or 50 for that matter. But dang, they just couldn't do anything with him. It was just one of them days. He just he couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the problems that Portland presents. So like looking back to the first game of the bubble against James Harden, Harden started I think eight for eight, and so for the rest of the game the Mavs doubled him. Well, I mean Houston has Westbrook who can make plays, but a lot of their other guys are really just kind of shooters and defenders, and so they're not going to really beat you off the dribble. But if you double Dame, dude, they got CJ McCollum, they got Melo. 
They got Gary Trent, who's like having the the month of his life right now. He's like shooting near 50% during the bubble. They got Nurkic, who's a really talented guy. Whiteside threw down, uh, I think he got their Portland's last points, I want to say, that dunk at the very end of the game. Uh, I mean, they just they have a lot of playmakers around Dame. They've done a really good job building that roster. And so it's just really tough to double team him because you're going to leave someone open who can either make you pay or make a play. And both of those things are bad. And so, dude, I mean, whenever he has it going like that, he's just impossible to stop and, you know, foul him a couple times shooting a three and you can't keep him in front of you. And next thing you know, he's got 61 points, second most points that anybody has ever scored against the Mavs. The only player who scored more, of course, is the late Kobe Bryant, who had 62 on Dallas in three quarters. Yeah, just an incredible game that was as well. But uh kind of sucks to be on the receiving end of a historic performance. We just saw Luka do the same thing to Milwaukee a few days ago, and it was awesome. Well, now Portland is experiencing that same thing with Dame, and, uh, and we realize that sometimes it kind of sucks whenever that happens to you. And to your point on the Kobe game, a lot of people don't remember. After three quarters, it was Kobe 62 and the Mavericks 61. He was actually <laughs> the Mavericks by himself. This guy was incredible. And I think that was the same year he got the 80-point game on Toronto. He yeah. probably, you know, had that Mavericks game been close, you know, he might have got 90. Who knows? Because he yeah, been- it would have been us in all those highlights. Jalen Rose would have been off the hook, man. It would have been, <laughs> uh, been a lot of, like, you know, Dirk or something. <laughs> yeah, but but you know what? If you're an NBA fan right now, you you got to be enjoying this. There are a lot of buzzer beat, a lot of games going down to overtime and down the stretch. You know, uh, one possession games and and the fact that you know, unfortunately, the pandemic is going on. At least you got something exciting to watch at home because the NBA they got two or three games on a day. And if you got the league pass, of course, you can see all the games like that. So. I'm just in hog heaven. The only thing I'm missing is not being able to be at the games. You know what I mean? But other than that, as long as I can see the games, I'm good, Bobby. Yeah, well, and the Mavs games in particular have been particularly dramatic. Um, They've played seven games so far. They got a three and four record in those games. Five of those seven games have basically come down to the last shot. Like, the ball is in the air at the buzzer. Um, You know, Phoenix and Portland, that was the case. Milwaukee was you know, the final seconds, Houston was the final seconds. I mean, these games have all been down to the wire. The only two games that haven't really been one possession games, one of them was Utah in which the Mavs erased a 22 point deficit. And then the other one was the Clippers. And that game was tied with six minutes left. And so every single game has really kind of the, uh, you know, put your heart to the test. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, it has not been for, uh, for the, the, the feeble minded. These have been some, some really sort of uh, slugfests, especially offensive slugfests. Really not many teams are, are defending too well so far during the bubble. It's a lot of offense. It's a lot of scoring. So it's really sort of, you know, I can feel the palpitations during all these games. It's really pushing me to the limits. Yeah, I was telling one of the other uh, ticket guys in, in the Mavs front office, I say, man, if, if fans could go to the game right now, you wouldn't have enough tickets to sell. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this is absolutely exciting. I mean, Lucas averaging – over a triple double, I mean a triple double in the uh, in the bubble has three triple doubles. All the other, all the other players in the double combined only have one triple double, and Luca has three. That, that tells you something right there. KP is playing off the charts. KP is playing his best ball of his career, he's averaging 30, 30 and a half points and nine and a half rebounds. He's got four thirty point games. 
he has at least 20 points in all six games. The only other time in his career that he's scored 20 more points, six straight games. He did it one time with the Knicks in uh, November of 2017. So he's playing the best ball. So if you can get him, keep him going with Luca, just get one more guy playing consistently, either Tim Hardaway or, or Seth Curry or even Dorian Finney-Smith, who had a career-high 27 points the other day. I mean, the Mavericks, yeah, I know it. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup going against the Clippers in the first round. But, Bobby, you know my story. 2011, nobody wanted to play Portland in the first round, including the two-time defending NBA champion Lakers at that time. They were trying to avoid lose games and avoid Portland in the first round. And I think Portland was the best thing to happen to the Mavericks. That series was tied 2-2. Mavericks ended up winning it in six. Then, of course, they swept the Lakers in the second round. Then, then beat uh, uh, KD and Westbrook and Harden in five games in the Western Conference Finals. And then beat LeBron, Wade, and Boss in six games in the NBA Finals. So my point is, the only way you're going to get better is play those good teams. You learn nothing from playing those bad teams. So if you have to play the Clippers, and if you survive that, you're good to go. You're good to go, I guarantee you. You're good. Yeah, they're not They're not going to make it easy on Luka, but we did see, and it's just one game, so you can't you know draw too much from it, but whenever they played the other day, they didn't really have an answer for KP. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the Clippers' bigs, uh, Zubats, Harrell, now that he's back, he'll be, he'll be ready by the time the playoffs come around. Neither of those guys can really guard KP out on the perimeter. And then their guys who can, guys like Morris, Jermichael Green, Pat Pat, you know, those guys, they're not really tall enough to defend a shot. And so KP can do what he wants, basically, against L.A. They got loads of guys to make life tough for Luka. Pat yeah, Beth, yeah. Kawhi, Paul George, even Rodney Magruder off the bench. They got a ton of guys who can guard him. But they don't really have anybody that can stop KP. And so that's one of the most encouraging signs of the bubble so far is that, first off, KP's on his game. I mean, he's averaging 30 points a game. Like you said, he's looking great. But also moving forward, dude, I mean, like when Lucas sits out, KP is taking over games. When mm-hmm. KP's sitting out, Lucas taking over games. I mean, they're really – they're starting to find, you know, ways to assert themselves consistently throughout a game whenever their their numbers are called. And then more importantly, too, I think, you know, one of the one of the – you know, sort of saving graces of that Jazz game was that the Mavs did sit Luka and KP, which allowed Tim Hardaway and Seth Curry to get some shots, you know, and and find a little bit of rhythm. And and Tim was pretty much money last night against Portland. He missed a couple shots. He missed the game winner. I mean, whatever. But, uh, I mean, he was fantastic in that game. And if Seth plays, maybe they win. I have no idea. I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, getting those two guys rolling is really important too. And so the fact that Luka and KP both sat against Utah gave – uh, Curry and Hardaway the chance to get 15, 20 shots apiece and maybe develop a little bit of rhythm because you need all those guys, like you said, Finney Smith as well, in order to beat a team like the Clippers, and it's like a 90% chance that Dallas and L.A. are going to play in the first round. I mean, it's it's very, very likely. Um, you need everybody to be playing great, and that includes your superstars. You're going to need them to keep averaging 25, 30 points, and you need all your supporting cast, all three starters, all two, three, four bench guys who are coming in. You need everybody to make consistent, steady, reliable contributions if you want to take down the Clippers because, man, I don't care what the record in the bubble is. Once the playoffs come around, they're going to flip that switch on and they're going to be a juggernaut. Well, here's the other thing that a lot of people didn't talk about for obvious reasons. Montrez Harrell didn't play the first time in the bubble against the Mavericks because, you know, he, he was away, had, had some family stuff going on. And Zubak got... An enormous amount of minutes and went 10 for 10 from the field. 
there's no way he's going 10 for 10 for a field from the field in the next three years in his career. That, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, so number one, number two, he's not going to get the minutes that he got the first time around because they're going to go to Harrell. So now, so that's that's an advantage right there for the Mavericks. Even though but Harrell scores 20 a game off the bench. I mean, he's awesome. I'd rather him play than Zubac because he's shorter than Zubac. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I, I understand what you're saying, but a guy went 10 for 10, I don't want him in the game. But uh, <laughs> well, so I, I take my chance with Harold, you know, because uh, like I said, uh, he's got some stuff going on that he's dealing with, so maybe he, he won't be mentally all there, so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. Like word. But uh, you know, I, I'm not saying the Mavericks gonna win that series against the Clippers because uh, I still think the Clippers gonna win the NBA title. But I've seen stranger things happen. They happen, they happen all the time. I've seen AC beat one C. We we've seen it ourselves a, a few times. So. Don't count the Mavericks out, because like they always say, you still got to play the game. You start looking at your press clippings and then listening to what everybody said, you mess around, you go out there, you're not milling ready for, to, uh, for, to play, that's when you're going to get upset. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we'll see what happens. Playoffs begin, uh, I believe, on Monday, correct? Some games will be Monday, some games will be Tuesday. Um, apparently, Rick Carlisle has heard that the Mavs will probably begin on Monday, which is really weird because nobody knows who the opponent is going to be, but I guess, you know, maybe they just have kind of the skeleton in place. So uh, I guess Dallas will probably play on Monday. You heard it here first. So make plans accordingly. But I think uh, what it is, Bobby, I think what it is, uh, excuse me a second, I think what it is, the NBA don't want the two LA teams to play on the same day. So, oh, okay. That makes so, sense. That makes sense. Since the Lakers is the number one overall seed, and they're going to play the AC. Well, the AC won't be decided until this weekend. It could not be decided. It may not be decided until Sunday because the, the, the first playoff game is Saturday. And if the ninth seed wins that game on Saturday, they're going to play again Sunday. So you don't want them playing again Monday, you know, start, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they'll probably play the, the, the Clippers will play on Monday and the Lakers will play on Tuesday. And if the Mavericks play on the Clippers, they play on Monday. That's the expert insight that you can only get here on Mavs Daily, <laughs> right there from Dwayne Price. That is, that is great stuff. So uh, in the meantime, I guess like a few overall big takes. We kind of talked about KP. Dude, that guy is on – he's on another planet right now. He's doing things that are just kind of bending your mind a little bit. Luke has been, you know, overall probably – we'll talk about the bubble awards here uh, in a little bit, but I mean, he was like maybe the MVP front runner until last night. So those guys are playing on a, on a, on another level. You know, Hardaway's picking it up. Finney Smith has been really good. How about Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Dwayne? Right, dude does not play at all. Comes in against Utah for the first time all bubble. Gives you 18 minutes. Goes plus 21. Does not take a single shot, but plays very right. good defense. And then all of a sudden gets dropped into the game last night to start the fourth quarter, and he was excellent again. Grabbing rebounds, making stops. He had an and one that was very important at the time. Uh, just really, really good defense overall from him. And so now I'm kind of wondering, you know, he's sort of, uh, I guess, battling Justin Jackson for minutes in the rotation in the void left whenever Courtney Lee got hurt. You know, Lee was getting those minutes, and now there's minutes available. So they're going to go to somebody. And so he and Justin Jackson maybe kind of now in a positional battle a little bit for minutes. Um, especially if you go up against the Clippers, team that has two big time wings in uh, in Kawhi and Paul George, and I can kind of see MKG maybe getting minutes with the way he's playing. Yeah, I, I think whichever one of those players between uh, 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 Michael Kidd Gilchrist and uh, Justin Jackson, whichever one is playing the better defense, 
against Kawhi. I apologize, George. That's the one that's going to get the most minutes because those two guys definitely they can put up points for the Clippers and all that. They're all stars and all that. So if you, if you can get somebody in there to kind of slow them down and and don't let them get going the way the Damon Lillard got going last night, that's the guy that's going to get the most minutes. And I'm still trying to figure out how do you get a, a plus 21 without scoring a point? Was he out there that long? <laughs> yeah, well, he was in for 18 minutes, but they just, I don't know. He was he was very good at starting fast breaks. How about that? <laughs> get the rebound, kick it ahead, and, and let the other guys do their work. But it's good to see him put the ball on the floor and make a play last night, too, because everybody in the world, literally everyone in the world, remote parts of the world that has never even heard of the NBA, they still know that MKG is an elite defender. I mean, this guy is like, he's up there with the very best players in the league, for sure. But offensively, Dallas is a team that, you know, leans pretty far into the offensive side of the ball. If you can't hold your weight on that end of the floor, then it's tough to find minutes in the rotation. And so yeah. uh, it was good to see MKG make a play with the ball in his hands last night. Maybe that'll give him the confidence. And also Rick Carlisle, the confidence in him uh, to put him on the floor in the playoffs. Because, I mean, look back to the really all the Clippers games and every game in Kawhi's career, but especially the game the other day whenever Dallas played them, you know, Kawhi was maybe getting away with some chicken wing plays with his elbows a little bit, but I mean, that dude is strong and, you know, Dorian is an excellent perimeter defender. Uh, Tim Hardaway has had some big plays for them. DeLon Wright obviously is very good. Justin Jackson has had his moments, but all of those guys are kind of slender, right? And so Kawhi has the strength advantage, but there's no strength advantage against MKG. You know, he's a big, burly, thick dude. And so that kind of um, look, maybe you don't play him 35 minutes or anything, but just as a change of pace, put him in for six, eight minutes, hound Kawhi, make it difficult on him, make it work. Uh, I could see that being a viable plan for Dallas, especially if Kawhi has it going. Let's go out and sick MKG on their best player. And I think that's why Carlisle uh, put MKG out there, just to see what he can do, see if he's ready, because he was uh, one of the last guys in the bubble for the Mavericks. He had some stuff going on, and of course he had to uh, go through quarantine and all that, and he's been sitting, and, and, and he was out of out of shape, out of condition, and all that. So they had to get him back up to speed, and and you got to play guys. I mean, you don't know how good they they're gonna be. You don't know where they are mentally or physically until you put them out there, and you don't know how hungry they are until you put them out there. And to get a plus twenty one, like you said, on eighteen minutes, that tells me this guy's ready, and uh, they're gonna need him because he he he's gonna get some spot minutes. He's gonna uh, Carlisle's gonna give. Kawhi and Paul George, some different looks. I mean, just for the heck of it. You got to always do that against the great players because you, if you just get in the same look all the time, uh, that's not going to bode well for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And now uh, there is still a chance. It's a it's a unlikely chance, but there is a chance that the Mavs could play the Nuggets. That's the only other possible outcome for them. Had they beaten the Blazers last night, they would still have a chance to as move uh, to to move as high as fifth in the standings and play Houston, but. Now everything is a little more clear. The way that they would play the Nuggets is uh, the Clippers and Nuggets play today. So uh, in order to play Denver in the first round, Denver would have to win both of its last two games and the Clippers would have to lose both of its last two games. Uh, If the Clippers win a single game, so whether they beat Denver or win their last game, I want to say they play OKC in their last game, then the Mavs will play the Clippers. And so again, it's very likely that you give the Clippers two chances to win a game, they'll win one of them. Um, so we'll see what happens, but again, anything is possible. They could still play Denver and if they do, then we'll have a a pretty thorough, you know, playoff preview for that one as well. So just 
we'll we'll know all of the answers will reveal themselves by Friday. Basically, you'll know going into the weekend which team's jerseys to burn uh, over the weekend. Uh, you know, do some voodoo sort of you know playoff magic. Um, so basically, you're saying the Clippers, basically you're saying the Clippers control who the Mavericks are going to play. Uh, essentially, the yes. Yeah, essentially, so you know the Clippers want to play the Mavericks. So if they don't play the if the Clippers don't play the Mavericks, they be in line to play who? Either Utah or OKC at this point. And both of those teams, OKC and Utah, you could make the case have a reason to not want to play Houston because they both rely on kind of your traditional big men, Stephen Adams and Rudy Gobert. And so Utah and OKC have kind of been, you know, sort of like tanking the last few games. Um, so the Clippers could play one of them or they could play the Mavs. I think to them it doesn't matter. I think Denver would probably rather play Utah or OKC than Dallas, frankly. I think Denver, you know, I've said this all along, the Mavericks can beat all those teams except they have a hard time against the Clippers because yeah. the Clippers are just so deep. And plus they got two top-of-the-line all-stars on that team, and they play crazy, mad, good defense, and they got a great coach. So I don't think they want to play the Clippers, but I think they can beat anybody else in a seven-game series, especially the Lakers. Did you see the Lakers limp to the to the winner's uh, circle there against Denver the other night? Denver had all their starters on the bench in the fourth quarter, and that's LeBron and AD and Kuzma out there struggling to beat Denver's second team, and they barely beat them you know, on a shot by Kuzma with less than, uh, less than a second to go in the game. Yeah, that says y'all need to know about the Lakers right now. That that team is done, dude. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to give any ridiculous takes that are going to make me look stupid in three weeks. But <laughs> are you trying to play Dame right now? I mean, that guy's possessed. I, yeah. I'm like more than happy to let you know Phoenix or the Spurs or the Grizzlies into the playoffs. I'm not trying to play Portland if I'm the Lakers because they that is just a a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we, I think we heard of this last week that the, the, the Clippers and the players they they were hoping there was some scenario where the Lakers end up playing Portland in the first round because they know even if the Lakers survive that's going to be a tough out for them. That's a, that's a series. That's a seven game series right there. And if you if you LeBron, you 36 years old, you know you got to carry the shoulder the load on that team. You and AD both, you don't want to play a seven game series in the first round, really. Yeah, oh, that means you might be setting yourself up to lose in the second round if you get out of the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, in the second round, they're going to have to play Houston, and that's yeah. not going to be a cakewalk either. I mean, you're talking about pushing AD and LeBron to the limits, chasing Dame around for seven games, and then chasing Harden around. Like, that's just – it's supposed to be easy if you're the one seed, right? Like, you're, it's supposed to be easy. Those are, like, the two hottest teams in the bubble right now, you know? All right. It's uh, it's it's crazy. So you know, I kind of feel I kind of feel sorry for the Lakers for the first time ever yeah. in my life. Yeah, being the number one seed, it's not such a luxury anymore. Yeah, you, know? you got OKC and Denver losing their butts off right now, <laughs> and and uh, and you know Utah is like they're two and five. Like whoever's third in the West is going to have the best matchup. It's it's very weird. It's very weird. The, the whole bubble thing is just it it confuses me. Uh, but you got weird teams struggling all around, man. Like Milwaukee, I think they've only won two games. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of teams that both number one seeds um, in their respective conferences are not playing very good basketball right now. Milwaukee, Dwayne, did you know they've lost like eight out of their last ten games overall? Oh wow! Yeah, and that's dating back to you know pre-bubble, so it's tough to you know connect anything that's happening now to back then. But like overall, 
Man, I don't know. And, and, and you know, they got to switch. You know, LeBron and Giannis, those guys are good enough to where they can flip the switch and, and, and turn it into overdrive pretty quick. So, you know, it's probably stupid to doubt them. But if you're one of these teams in the middle of the conference, you've got to be thinking like, dude, no home court advantage. We got a chance. Yeah. You know, I'm- Houston, we got a chance. Dallas, we got a chance. Clippers, obviously, we have a chance. I mean, every team has got to be like, okay, you know, I'm not afraid of anybody right now. You know, I, I still think Toronto's coming out of the East. It's something about the Milwaukee's team. You know, I know they got the best record in the league and all that. I know they got the, the property of the, the, the back-to-back MVP in the league. I just don't like the rest of their supporting cast. I mean, they don't do enough for me. I mean, we've seen them. The Mavericks swept them this year, and including winning in Milwaukee when Luka was out with, with a sprained right ankle and, and the Greek freak gets to 48 and 14. And the Mavericks still beat him. And, and at that time, Milwaukee was the hottest team in the league, had won 18 games in a row, which ties for the 11th longest winning streak in the history of the NBA. So the Mavericks own this team. So Mark Cuban owns the Mavericks and the Bucks. Didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, I, I just think Toronto is going to uh, – I think Toronto is going to come out of the East. I really do. I mean, I, I, it, it's crazy to, to say that when you, when you win the title and you lose Kawhi and free agency in the offseason – and you're right back there again. If, if it's not Toronto, I think it's going to be Boston. I don't think it's going to be Milwaukee at all. Yeah, we'll see. Miami's looking good, too, man, like we talked about earlier. Eddie and I both agree. Miami's going to be a really tough matchup for Milwaukee. Uh, the top of the East, those top four teams, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, especially uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, and Miami, dude, they play with an edge. They will, they will defend and uh, make things very tough for you. Then Boston's got two of the most talented wings in the league, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, plus Kemba. I mean, top of the East is looking pretty pretty freaking good right now. So it's not going to be easy for for any team. Um, so it's going to be good, man. I'm really excited for the playoffs. I, I, I can't remember the last time I've been as excited for a playoffs. I think maybe because the Golden State era is at least on pause, and so it feels a little more open. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember a time whenever – Every single matchup basically is looking very spicy, and like there's there's going to be a lot of unpredictability. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of drama. I um, mean, you got Jimmy Butler and T.J. Warren like at each other's throats. Like there's going to be all sorts of juicy stuff going down in the in the playoffs. I'm excited. Um, and the crazy, okay, so what's uh, yes? Yeah. I was going to say the crazy thing about it. Yeah, I know we we all sad obviously for for COVID nineteen. I left the house yesterday for the first time since Saturday. There's nowhere to go. But you're stuck at home, but all these great games are on TV. So it's like you look up, it's like you've been sitting in front of the TV for eight hours watching great games. So you can only imagine what it's going to be like, like you said, once the playoffs start. I mean, there's a matchup all over the place. And and here, here's another thing. Uh, 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 Giannis, you know, head-butted, uh, uh, what's that, Wagner yesterday? So he may get suspended for if he gets suspended for a couple of games. They only got one game left in the bubble. If he gets suspended for two games, will it matter? Yeah. Well, they're gonna play, I think, Orlando in the first round. And no oh, disrespect man. to the Magic, but <laughs> you know, I think I think the Bucks will be able to take care of business. But then in the second round, dude, I mean again, you got Miami. You're you're gonna have to beat Miami probably, and then either Toronto or Boston. And both of those are tough. And then if you beat both of those teams, then your reward is getting to play Kawhi in the finals. And so it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be t- it's going to be a tough road for the Bucks, but it's going to be tough for the Clippers too. There's no guarantee that the Clippers come out of the West. I mean, it's anything can happen. Anything can happen. I think that's that's what makes the bubble so much fun and so compelling. Um, 
But okay, before we get out of here, Dwayne, let's uh, let's give our pick. So I don't know how many all bubble teams there will be, but let's let's each build an all bubble first team. So your five best players, we can do it by like position. So guard, guard, forward, forward, center, or just your five best players overall. Uh, or maybe, you know, if you want to simplify it even more, like your top three for MVP or something like that. Like who's been, in, in your opinion, like some of the best players in the bubble so far? Well, I don't believe in doing it by position because I don't want to put a sorry center on that and leave out some other guy that's got some crazy numbers and just because he's a guard, he gets left out. So I just believe in picking the five best players. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Luca, uh, obviously, three triple-doubles. Everybody else in the whole bubble combined for one triple-double, and he's averaging a triple-double. Damian Little, of course, uh, a 51-point game one day and come back the next game with a 61-point game. Dame's going to be your MVP. I feel like it was going to be Luca up up until last night, and then Dame just, you know, he went and took it. Yeah, and Devin Booker, obviously with Phoenix, they 7-0. Of course, he had the game winner against the Clippers right in the face of both Kawhi and Paul George. Hit the yep. game winner. And then you got James Harden, who has a had the 49-point game. Unfortunately, against the Mavericks, also had a 39-point game. And T.J. Warren had a 53-point game, 34, 39, and 32. So those are my five with Damian being the MVP. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on all of those. I could see Giannis uh, being in there, too, because he's averaging something like 33 and 12 or something stupid. KP also. He only got 12 last night. Remember he got Oh, yeah, out. okay, yeah. Yeah, his numbers took a dip because he didn't he didn't play the whole game, though, right? He only played, like, a little bit. Uh, and then yeah. the, the, the incident <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, but uh, – and KP also, I mean, if there's if there's an all bubble second team, yeah, he's KP on second do it for that. I mean, he's averaging almost thirty and ten. You know, that's pretty disgusting. And and he would have been averaging more had he not fouled out of both the Sacramento and Milwaukee games, each of which went to overtime. So he actually cost himself probably a few points in both of those games. So he could be even higher on the scoring list. Wait, but, fouled out last night too. Remember? Yeah, on a foul call that. Dwayne, I got to be honest with you. I'm not trying to get in trouble here, but uh, I have some doubts about that call. Uh, How that foul survived a review is beyond me, man. (laughs) Seriously. And again, I mean, whatever. Like, we can talk about the Trey Burke foul. That's probably a foul. Dame sold it. But that KP foul and Gary Trent, like, you got to be kidding me, man. You you got to be kidding me with that. After a review even, like, come on. (laughs) KP is his reaction whenever the official went up and told him that the challenge was confirmed pretty much summed it up. Like KP just busted out laughing. Like you, like <laughs> really, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Creating yeah. some mystery down the, down the last three days of the bubble. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, the league is always drama. There's always drama. Um, but okay. Yeah. I think we're in, I think we're in agreement. That doesn't make for some very riveting uh, embrace debate sports radio, but I'm with you, man. Dame for MVP. Luca probably right behind him. And then Harden, or maybe Harden and then Luca, because the Rockets have such a good record. Um, and then uh TJ Warren and uh who's the last? Who's the last? Who's the last? Devin, who's the last? Devin, oh, Devin, Devin Booker, Booker, of course. Yeah, Phoenix is, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs kind of you know, maybe set everybody tomorrow and then Phoenix goes eight and oh. You know, they should sit everybody. What do you got to gain by that? You already locked into the number seven C. So what are you trying to prove? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you might roll out starters for like the first quarter or something, but even still, you know, Phoenix will probably be favored to win. And now the Mavs, you know, 
sat basically everybody against Utah and still beat Utah. So anything is possible. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if Phoenix goes 8-0 especially, then maybe even Booker wins MVP because, I mean, 8-0 is 8-0, no matter who you do it against. Um, but, all right, well, yeah, we're in agreement. And then, uh, and then Giannis and KP for co-sixth men of the, of the all-bubble team. I'm down for that. And then, you know, I'm sure Kawhi, Kawhi's had some good games. And, you know, there's some other guys too. But so that's pretty much it, man. Is there any, uh, any, any final words, parting shots you want to you wanna fire off before we get out of here? The final word is uh, 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 if you are just an NBA fan, I mean, you got to be enjoying this and clear your slate. I know you, you, know, you can't go out and, and, and do much because of COVID-19, but in, in the case of the NBA, that's, that's a good thing. The ratings should be off the, off the charts. And with the playoffs starting on Monday, well, my, my West say on Saturday with the play-in game, or the play-in game, Portland and whoever is going to be, that's going to be a, a, a great game too because the, the ninth seed is going to be trying to obviously get to the eighth seed, and the ninth seed is going to have to win twice. Which means, and then if it's a Sunday game, now you got both teams playing on back-to-back nights, so it, it's just it's just going to be great. I, I can't wait, man. First time in the playoffs for the Mavericks since uh, 2016, and also their 16th playoff appearance in the last. 20 years, not many franchises can say that and, and, and don't take that for granted, especially when you got a franchise like Phoenix that hadn't been to the playoffs in 10 years. I mean, so so the Mavericks fans, y'all, y'all sit back and enjoy this. Get your, get your pizza ready and, and your soda pop because this is going to be good, Bobby. This is going to be yep. good. And look, you're probably going to be going up against a team that's favored to win the championship. And so okay. there's going to be some frustrating moments. Uh, it might not go the way you want it to, but it might go the way you want it to. Who knows? I mean, that's why they play the game. So uh, every single second of playoff basketball that Luca and KP play together and just individually is going to help them next season and the season yep. after and the season after and the season after. This is a very, very, hopefully a very long process uh, and the, the beginning of, of many, many, many runs. 16 more in the next 20 seasons, Dwayne. How about that? But, um, but yeah, this is, uh, it's, it's all very important. And so this is, this is just the first chapter of what will hopefully be an excellent award winning book. And, uh, you and I are prominently featured in it. How about that, Dwayne? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Bob, that's why I like playing those good teams, those good teams, because as long as you learn something from them, then when you come to the playoffs next year, you'll say, Okay, I remember what this team did to me last year. That's not going to happen this year. You know what I mean? So don't you can't learn nothing from the bad team. You can learn a whole lot from the good team. When my son used to go, when he was young, he used to go to the rec center all the time at age 14 and 15. I said, don't you be out there playing against those eight and nine-year-old kids. You can't learn anything from them. Play against those older kids. And to my point, when did Lucas start playing ball? 14 years old. Against who? Older kids. And they yep. probably was kicking his butt when he was 14 and 15 and 16. But when he got 17 and 18, he started kicking their butt because he learned something from them. And that's why this stuff looks so easy to him. It's like, I've been there, done that. You ain't got nothing on me, dude. Come on, yep. bring it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm already excited to see what Luca adds or adds to his game or changes about his game uh, in response to what he he learns from KP or from, uh, from Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, just like right. – the future, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited. It's just a very exciting time. So hopefully everybody enjoys it and and uh, tunes in and catches every game. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome stuff. This is this is history unfolding right in front of us. So 
very exciting time to be a Mavs fan. But all right, Dwayne, well, I appreciate you joining me, man, as always. Uh, thank you all out there for listening to Mavs Daily. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, rate, review, share it with a friend, share it with an enemy. Either way, just keep sharing the podcast. Keep uh, keep spreading the good news about this show, and uh, we will keep uh, sticking with you through every step of this long and arduous journey to an NBA championship. Hopefully this season, and if not, then uh, next season, and if not, then the season after that, and if not, then the season after that, Dwayne. How about that? Uh, but we'll see. One day, one day, maybe it'll come, and we'll be there whenever it happens. And uh, and uh, yeah, we will. In the meantime, though, we will see you tomorrow on Mavs Daily. <laughs>